0: You have to unlearn that building a portfolio, building case studies is not about supposedly filling a format with someone is expecting. No, it's not. How is it that people can connect with your portfolio when you are telling your story, your way? It says if you want to become a cricketer, a batsman, don't settle for becoming a sweeper. Does all this overthinking lead you to finishing the project in their time? If yes, awesome. If no, chuck it. In your testing stage, you are not getting validation of yourself you're not getting validation that if you are able to get very good ideas no you're getting validations on if the idea is going to work or not you don't look for validation of yourself look for validation for the product understand whether it's going to work or not look for feedback Monesha says what's the mean meant by formula portfolio something that you have mentioned in the youtube yeah What I mean by formula portfolio is um, there are a lot of people who make their portfolios, even case studies or whatever the design portfolio in a very, very formula manner. What is a formula manner? Someone has defined that this is a template which you can use for going and building your portfolio. So what they do is they don't understand the heart of the template and how the other person has done and why it makes sense. But instead just make, make it according to the formula thinking that that is what it is supposed to be like how you um you know this happens because in schools also we're trained like oh you have to write a letter you're you're supposed to write a letter in this manner you're supposed to use this format for letter you're putting some application uh for something you're supposed to f- use a format right uh so what we keep associating anything valuable is supposed to happen in part one particular format. If I don't follow the format, I'll be penalized for it, right? That's how this thinking comes. And we have to unlearn that. We have to unlearn that building a portfolio building case studies is not about supposedly filling a format with someone is expecting. No, it's not. UX design portfolios or any design portfolios for that matter. It is supposed to be yourself. How is it that you are telling your story? So then what will I do with existing portfolios, formulas and all that straightforward, look at them, understand why that formula was working for that particular person. What helped them, what didn't help them and devise a formula for yourself. That's it. That's what works. Right. Uh, That's exactly what you have to do. For example, let us say I'm making reels right for my Instagram. There are hundreds of formulas and portfolios out there for making reels but what we did actually i mean when when uh, i started i mean even even now there are a lot of reels which i just wing it right so what happened one day i just uh, went to a mm, went to a nearby uh, you know uh, it's like a restaurant it's like a, a drive in restaurant me and my team went there we were like okay let's make a reel and then i was like some idea came into the mind uh, about why people get rejected in their interviews. And I made a deal about that. Right. And uh, we released it and it became a hit. Okay. It became, it, it got one. It, now there was one more reel which was surpassed it, but it like when my account was like some 10,000 uh, followers, I got like some five, 6,000 likes for a post. Okay. Too much engagement came. We were like shocked. Like what really happened? Why is it a hit? Then what happened, one more reel, I was literally wearing this T-shirt only. It also became a big hit. It went up to some 7,500. Then what we did is we went back and we like, okay, why are these deals going forward? And then we start. We saw that both reels actually accidentally followed a formula. Okay, not someone what some people give, but we found out that, okay, this, it starts with like a, a problem and then there is a misconception and then then I give a, a shocking statement then leave people in the shock, and then give an example. So in that way, it was, there's a formula which got out of it. And then like, oh shit, this is really good. So let us start writing scripts in this formula, which is working for my, for me. Right. And yes, and good scripts start coming up. We didn't uh, release them yet. Probably they'll work. But anyway, the reason I told this is I've derived a formula for what is working with me from based on what I am experimenting, because that is me. That is what naturally comes out of me. I'm creating an own, my own formula for myself, and I'm going to experiment with it. If it if it works, it works, if it doesn't work, I'll tweak the formula and I'll see what is working and not. That's it. The same thing with your portfolios also, right? This design thinking project you are right you are, you are uh, doing. You will be making this into a case study. You will start getting a lot of feedback, and you start seeing a lot. obviously in my review, you'll get a roast only but you'll start discussing this with other people. You have some recruiters also, all these people will start giving you feedback and then you'll understand about yourself more than anything about the way you write, the way it makes sense to you and all that. And then you create a formula for yourself. That's it. How is it that I want to showcase myself? Straightforward, right? But on top of it, then what do you do? Like, uh, let's say recently, I mean, now I also started a format where it's like a conversation right So, for conversation reels, it's not like i'm I'm just the first person in the entire planet coming up with conversation reels, right? There are so many people. So you are going and looking at uh, multiple creators, how they are doing conversation reels like like finances, sure, right there's a there's a guy who' who like you know there is like a guy who has a lot of questions and they're like there's an expert kind of a guy giving answers and all right with different characters. Uh, So I'm looking at that, right? I'm obviously looking at what that guy is doing and why is it, it is making sense to him and what is working, what is not working, but I'm not going to take an exact formula for what's working and just literally copy paste and do it. Then it won't make sense because I can't fit in that person's uh, formula because Instagram is not about people are following finances share and because of him the way he's putting the content, the way he's delivering it and the way they relate to it. It's not because of just the content alone, the same with me also, right? You're following me on my Instagram. It's because of the way and it's not like it's, it's totally, I mean, yes, you're also learning from it, but it's because of the way you connect with it. And that happens because I'm a person, right? Exactly the same thing with your portfolio as well. How is it that people can connect with your portfolio when you are telling your story, your way, right? Obviously there are rules like a real probably has like, you know, I mean, it has like you know, under one minute you have to tell if it has to be engaging, there should be some point. It can't be some random bakwas. and random bakwas also uh, is a different topic. It, it won't work for my brand, but anyway, but, uh, uh, but yes, there are some rules. It's not like this, is what is expected, uh, explained in the sense, if you are a UX designer, at least you should be working on some UX projects and you should some have some sense of what pro- UX processes are you following? How did you get to the results? These are like minimum things which you can observe as a pattern from multiple portfolios, right? Which you anyway will be learning, but on top of it, yes, it's all yourself, right? Why are you doing it? Why is that you have done it in that manner? And the rationale and what is it that you are showing about yourself? That's it. That's what will get you selected. Very straightforward. Very simple. Yeah. Trust me. It has worked for a lot of people. It will work. So. That's what I mean by formula portfolios. And the reason I'm, I'm talking a lot about this is don't get into the trap. Don't get into the trap of I will follow this exact portfolio formula and then I it will be a hit, right? You can also get into a trap by just working on my workbooks itself. If you just consider my workbooks as textbook material, filling up the boxes and just putting those boxes in your case study, it won't work, right? You have to build a story out of it. You will have to work on it. Right? Of course, now I'm saying it won't work. Then dude, you put me in a fix. I don't know what it's not like that. Like all I'm trying to say is just don't have the intent. Just have the intent that I'm not going to simply copy paste everything over here. I'm going to build a story and represent it myself. I will I will use this as a reference to tell my story. That's it. Think it like Think of it in this manner. Okay. Because again, one very important thing about your portfolio, especially as freshers is it's not the solution you have brought, you bring to the table which will get you hired it's your skills it's the way you tell your story and the way you have because all, this is a dummy project this is a dummy problem right and you can't have a real problem which you solve because you are not you are nobody is going to give you a real problem even if they give you they're going to give you a very 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 small micro problem which will not be enough for you to showcase your skills in fact, that 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 real which got hit exactly with this t-shirt is that only it says if you want to become a cricketer a batsman don't settle for becoming a sweeper. At least I'm getting entry entry into the stadium. No. I'll do sweeping. <laughs> right? So don't do that. Go and go and get an opportunity to play in a practice match. It's a dummy match. It's not going to count against the country's uh, uh, batting scores and all. If you sca- score a century, double century over there, nobody's going to count it. But it's a practice match. Right? But playing in the practice match is what is going to give you an opportunity to play in a real match. So that's what we're trying to do here. So yes, we are working on dummy projects, not about it's, it's not literally about what exact solution did you bring in? Right. What is the story you're telling with the solution you brought in? Right. How did you come up with it? Why is it valuable? Why does it make sense? Why do you think it works? That is what will make you valuable. Okay. How to, how do we build good questions? What good information from user? What is this? How to stop overthinking Rohit Patel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have, uh, discussed this question in, in our, uh, respective group and, uh, ah, okay, okay, okay. this question in this way that we can get more information. Yeah. From, yeah. How to stop so, overthinking. Yeah. So, <laughs> it. My question in the first one is my task. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. I mean, there's how to stop overthinking. The way you st- stop overthinking, well, just uh, this is a good question. I'll remaining questions I already kind of answered. Mm-hmm. So yeah, a lot of people have uh, messaged me also. They they've actually messaged me. They're overthinking also.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they've they've actually messaged like there's a long like there's like a newspaper. Like I'm opening 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 the message is coming <laughs> like you know, so they, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, firstly, whole thing is not wrong. Okay, yeah, you have you been told it is wrong because people were, you know, you always it irritates people whom you are asking for sure because nobody was like, dude, what the f? Like, it irritates mm-hmm. them. But um, if you have a right mentor, your mentor will say it's good that you are thinking in this manner, right? It's just like exercising your brain. But what happens is after you do your overthinking, then do a summary of your overthinking. Yeah. Because communication is very important, right? I mean, when you want to communicate that to the other person, then make a summary of it and then get the heart of it and, uh, uh, you know, give it right. That's one thing. The second mm-hmm. thing is the way your overthinking will transform into a uh, good practical thinking is once you start seeing results,
1: mm-hmm.
0: once you start working on multiple, um, you know, Start seeing results in the sense you work on a project, you will see something is working, something is not working. You do usability testing. Let us once you do the testing, not it's not usability testing we are doing here, but whatever you do testing, you get feedback from people. Then you will see what is working, what is not working, and you do repeated these rounds multiple times. You have conversations. Then you will see your 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 brain will start settling down, thinking, about, oh, these are the things which are we already have answers to. These are this is the way of thinking which actually can help me, right? And then yeah, it will be solved by itself. You don't have to stop overthinking. You just have to stop disturbing other people with your overthinking. That's it. So do your overthinking, write it down. And when you're asking someone else, summarize it. Get to the heart of it and then ask. That one answer you'll get probably will help you the entire overthinking which you have done. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and it's not wrong. I mean, there are other forms of over- the, the multiple forms of overthinking like, okay, this solution is not enough. One more solution. One more solution. This It is not wrong. It's absolutely right. That's what I'm asking. Also, 100 yeah. solutions come up with 100 solutions. It's fine. It's only going to be a practice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Never settling down on what's working, what's not working and going for perfectionism is what yeah. is, is something which you will have to settle down with.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: So the next thing to do, perfectionism, because it's perfectionism, you have to solve it with time. Yeah. Does all this overthinking lead you to finishing the project in their time? If yes, awesome. If no, chuck it. It's fine. Leave those doubts. Go for. It. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Got That's the
0: reality. When reality hits, overthinking stops. Is the summary yeah. of this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Answer. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Got it. Now, there's one question here. So what kind of prototype we have to create an area of sketch or visual photos, 3d model, how to convert my ideas into a prototype that I'll answer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, most people will have this uh, question. Uh, you, might, you might be building your prototypes and there's some people who already finished their testing also good. So, uh, I'll try to answer that as well. Oh, so in your prototype, so um, let me bring this now. Okay. Yeah. So for your prototyping, okay. So what you can do is you can just make rough sketches first of all, okay. All you have to do is label your rough sketches in a nice manner so that you'll be able to explain it in your testing stage. Yeah. That's the point with, um, um, what do you say? Low fidelity prototyping always. Low fidelity prototyping doesn't have enough details for the prototype itself. So people cannot understand it by looking at the the prototype by itself. So you need to label it and give explanations in a better manner so that people can get the full picture. But then why do low fidelity prototyping? That means why do these sketches and stuff? It's because you want to be rough. You want to be quick, right? You don't want to invest a lot of time on building a high fidelity prototype uh, even before you know or don't know whether it works or not, right? You learn more about it in your bigger projects, but for this project, all I'm asking is a low affinity prototype. There is no way you'll have to go and build a big 3d model and all that. There are some people who have done 3d and all, but those people are like, for them 3d was daily life. There are some people, there are some architects over here. Um, there are some people who know that blender and all it's like, they can make like for you, for me, let us say, I was making that presentation, right? This, all it took was like some, uh, I said like some 10 minutes to come up with this whole template. Right. And, the there are some people who ask also, hey, it takes so much time to create those components auto layout and all people say that for me, this is the fastest way of doing it. So that is how I invest my time. So if 3d and all is the fastest way you can do stuff, you can do it, but there's, there are no extra. In fact, if you go and look at my reviews, I, there is hardly anything which I comment on prototyping. There's no, there is no, and I don't do marking any as stuff, but uh, there is no one. Till now, I appreciate that. Wow, what a prototype. Amazing, good 3D models and all you have made. No, <laughs> never. <laughs> Everyone asks, when the moment I see a 3D model, I'll say, what? Did you waste time on this? They'll say, no, no, no. This is my daily thing. Then I say, okay, no problem. Right? Because that is something which is very, very important for this project. For any project, for that matter, not wasting time on your prototypes. Why? Because you should not be attached to it. The more attached to it you are, the lesser you will want to go and change it. Which brings to me next the next point about testing, right? Anyway, you can also what you can do is you can put existing pictures. You can make uh, paper models, origami, if that is fun, and that if it's something which is easy, you can make something like this. Clay models, buy some clay, make some clay models, put it. See, it it can be fun also, right? I mean, if it is uh, these paper and clay don't really cost a lot, but it's some fun. So bring in some people, tell your idea and just bring some kids, ask them and (laughs) start making a clay model. Have some fun, right? That's it. But don't spend more than a day or something building your prototypes. It should be like a very quick activity. In a day, like three to four hours, you sit and Finish your prototype, label it, and that's it. Okay? Don't build 3D models. and This is not a physical product design, typical exercise where you're expected to build the final product. It will take months of time to actually do that. Okay? We're not getting there. Okay. And uh, which brings to an important point in testing stage, that is a lot of people will come to a stage where uh, there are people who messaged me about this also saying my prototype got thrashed in the resting stage. Like, people left, right and center thrashed me and said like I lost my all confidence. <laughs> they didn't say that but <laughs> that internal feeling that am I fit for anything in my life? If One small prototype I can't do. <laughs> what else can I do in my life? Right? But this absolutely wrong way of taking it. All of you need to understand one thing. Uh, I'll, I'll share this again, but this line is very important. All of you need to understand that when you go to testing, it's not about you. It's the prototype. <laughs> Came <in a> very... <laughs> it's not you, it's me type. The prototype is actually telling you this. It's not you, it's me. <laughs> so tell yourself that, right? So remember one thing. So whenever we go for testing, what we do is It's very obvious that whatever work we do, we're attached to it. Right. I mean, if you have made a clay model, you're attached to it. I mean, obviously, because you made it, that's artwork, which you have created. We are like that from a, from a childhood. If I I made this presentation, I'm attached to it because I like it. I have done it. It's an artwork which I've created. Right. Um, We don't get confused that we are doing artwork for design. I'm just saying whatever artifact that you have created, you are attached to it because That's your, you put your artistic skills into it. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. Attachment naturally comes. So what we do is the one, one Gyan, which people give is like be detached. Baba Gyan they'll give me, come on, be completely detached. Don't love your designs, which is true. But the point is, it's difficult. It's very difficult to be detached to our designs. So what I'll do is what I do, what I tell and what I practice is I've, I've gone one, one more step deeper as a Baba and found out some one better principle coming backwards from philosophy and making. So if you, <laughs> there's an example quoted, okay, in what they say is there's no way you can detach from something you instantly. If you to to detach from something, you'll have to attach yourself to something better. Okay. This is this is what is quoted. And one example which is given is there is a caterpillar on one leaf. It wants to detach from that leaf. It can't just detach. It has to go from this leaf to another leaf while holding this leaf and you go there and then you can leave this leaf. Okay. This is philosophy. doesn't really help you in UX design, but still helps you understand. So what happens is I've taken this like, how can I apply this in UX mentorship? (laughs) So very simple. And right now you're attached to your own design, right? tell you something what you need to be attached to something better that you need to be attached to, you know, what better version of your design. Note this done. You're not attached to the claim model, which you have done. You're attached to the next version of the claim model, which is going to come. Right. What is the advantage of attaching to the next version, which is going to come? You want feedback now. Yeah, you want to make it better. Oh, I can imagine that they, it can be something better. Okay, I'm looking for answers. How can I make it better? How can I make it better? And then you go to a testing stage. I'm telling you everything will become golden stuff. Like everything like eh, probably doesn't work this way. Probably this is what it is. And then everything will be like golden words. Ah, oh, now I can make a better version of it. Right? And when you're making the better version of it, now you're attached to the next better version of it. I
1: totally agree to you. Yeah. Side, awesome. <laughs> I've been doing that actually. I'm the I'm like the most critic person of my own designs, you know, at times, okay. like, how can I do better than this? You know, I always keep yeah. you know doing that. So the best version of critic is my own work. I sit and start critting it. And then I'm like, okay, I can make better than this. Like, yeah. you know, and sometimes when I'm like this is what I came up with. Oh my god, like, you know, it's like that. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's sometimes unbelievable. Also at times, like you have done it, you know.
0: Yeah, that, that happens, right? But then once the moment you have done it, you have to be attached to the next version again, right? Because the moment the change has done, you're attached to that, then again, the same uh, thing happens, right? But anyway, the point is, uh, when you go to your testing stage, you should be welcoming feedback, right? And what happens is you'll practice understanding how you are, how the feedback you will detach. No, no, I, I'll tell you another way. What you'll practice is when people give feedback, it is very natural for us to understand it that they're attacking us because that's how people have been attacking us right from our childhood. People don't directly attack us. People attack stuff. which We have done. That's why we can't accept feedback. Uh, Say, yeah, that, that thing, that dish you cooked, not good. And what, what happens is probably they're giving good feedback, but what happens is. Right from a childhood, when people wanted to attack us, they were utilizing other things, what we did to attack us, right? Yeah, that um, the painting you've done, it's not great or whatever, right? I mean, some random examples, you can all relate, right? So what happened? We got into that mode that, okay, if someone is attacking whatever we have done, giving feedback about it, that means they're attacking us. They're calling us incapable. You didn't get good marks. You failed over here. You are incapable because that's what we keep hearing. Even if they don't say that. Right. So, but we have to unlearn that. Now what happens is people give us feedback about the product and probably sometimes they'll attack us. Also but very straightforward. We dismiss everything, which doesn't make that design better. That's it. We dismiss it. There'll be hundreds of hundreds of, uh, things which will come. If it is not going to improve the usability of it, we just dismiss it. That's it. it doesn't matter. Because all you're doing is data collection, which I'm going to uh, establish. Now, once I show that is in your testing stage, you are not getting validation of yourself. You're not getting validation that if you are able to get very good ideas. No, you're getting validations on if the idea is going to work or not. The validation is not about your skill. Don't consider testing stage as your the test, the, the the project, like the like you know, if you're design, if you're in a design college, you'll have this like there's a jury and you're showcasing your design and then like you put all your best because that, that's the that's how they grade you, right? That's not this testing stage. Um Just, and
1: yeah. sorry inter- interrupting, but can I share one experience might help you yeah. help others as well. So like when I was in school, uh, like design school, learning 2011, 2013, I had a good mentor, okay? He knew my weakest point. Everybody's weakest point is like, dude, like, you know, how can you come with the best? And, you know, how can it can be rejected? Like, you know, so he taught me in a very hard way, okay? Okay. I I must have cried also, trust me on this. I felt like, dude, I am good for nothing. So this is where I want to share things where now I feel like, okay, that was a pattern and parcel and you need to learn from there is that one key is that if you don't face rejection, you will not allow yourself to come up with the better solutions and better designs for it. So he actually no? for two months, literally two months, he kept rejecting that same project. I kept, you okay. know, keep coming. Okay. I used to always question him like, you know, why you don't reject the other person's uh, project? They Mm -hmm. come at the fortnight, give you and they submit and they go. And then you make me work like two, two months on that particular project and, Mm -hmm. you know, keep rejecting on it. Like, what is the purpose? So you just told me, I'm just teaching you the, uh, you know, uh, the hard reality of rejection. Once you get to learn to, you know, adapt that rejection, you will never uh, feel that, you know, you're not good for nothing. And, you know, you will have that better motivation if something doesn't work for you and you'll start Absolutely. finding yeah. solutions yeah. to it rather than, you know, going into that coke bobbin and like, oh shit, I'm not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. So yeah, maybe. Absolutely. This- yeah,
0: as long as we are, we are not, I mean, yeah, it ha- it's very natural for us to constantly, I mean, until unless we, of um, course, in stages where we're looking for what am I going to be good at what am I going to settle with, or whatever these kind of things? Like, am I going to become a UX designer? And we all we're always constantly seeking validation of our, ourselves.
1: Correct. Very natural. natural. Right?
0: Am I good or not? Am I going to be a good fit for the industry or not? Correct.
1: Right? This is natural. natural. There's
0: no way that uh, we can bypass our thought process on validating ourselves, and therefore, it needs to be practiced.
1: Yeah.
0: If you can practice, Validating the work which you have done and making it better. Once you actually make it better from the feedback you have got, it gives you self validation that you are a better designer 100%. It'll happen.
1: I agree to it. <laughs> yeah,
0: that, that's the perspective you need to take about this. So, yeah, I mean, it can happen in a hard way, but um, at least here we do it in a very enjoyable way, right? Uh, because roast is fun. <laughs>
1: So, but anyway,
0: we, uh, but you got the point. Thank you. Thank you Palak, for sharing that, uh, with us. Right. Uh, uh, so anyway, in your testing stage, what I'm trying to say is don't look for validation of yourself, get look for validation for the product, right? Understand whether it's going to work or not. Look for feedback. Imagine this manner, uh, short term goal, your mentor, which is me, is going to be more impressed looking at how much has changed after your feedback, after your testing, rather than what you have come up with in the first place. Okay? I gave you a hack to perform well in your, <laughs> in your DTP presentations. The hack is that, that the more I, I look for how much delta has happened, what points did you get in your uh, testing stage and how did you act on them? Yes, so uh, I did my uh, testing process and I got around uh, 20 feedbacks around 20, 20, 18 to 20 points, which are everything are like valid point, valid enough points. Yeah. Am I supposed to incorporate all the 20 points or like, how do I do about about it? No, not required. Okay. I'm just coming there. I was sharing the screen for uh, saying that, but it's okay. No problem. I'll cover this now itself. So what happens is naturally, uh, when you do your testing stage, you'll get a lot of feedback. Okay. Anywhere, whenever we receive feedback, whenever we test anything, it the decision about what needs to be changed, what doesn't need to be changed, what feedback to be acted upon always lies on the designer. Because the scoping is always in your hand, how much you want to act on. Okay what needs yeah. to be considered and what needs to be discarded is always also there in your hand because it's you who is doing the project. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there is, there is no one who, when I mean, it is never find it fault that, Oh, you got 20 pieces of feedback. How come you, you worked only on 10. Nobody can ask you like this, even if they're asking you, that means they don't totally understand it. Right? So if you got 20 pieces of feedback, it's you, you decide If It's only two pieces of feedback, which you're going to, uh, work on, then it's just two, right? What matters is your reasoning about why you prioritize that those two pieces. Is it your own bias? Is it the time? Right? Mm-hmm. Are those the most impactful stuff which can be done, or is is there is there a way you can prove that they didn't have total context giving that feedback? You would, you take the decision. Because the reason, it's it's not about making them happy. And that's a, that's one mistake, common mistake which happens is I, so they, they write the story in this manner in their case study. I showcase my prototype. People are like unhappy. They thrashed. Then I made changes. And then everyone is happy. They said, wonderful changes. Right? It to it's a story they'll put because that's what we see in movies, right? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, so no, that's not the point. <laughs> We're not writing rags to riches stories about how people are unhappy and then, you know, like that Rajnikanth, everyone, like in every movie, people bash him. He become He's a rich guy. Then suddenly he'll become very poor. Everyone is cursing him. Then he'll do all those stuff and then he becomes a legend, right? So yeah, these are good for movies. <laughs> that's not what a design thinking project is about. Yeah, this is Sivaji's story. But anyway, and every other story, not just Shivaji itself. I love these movies, by the way. But yeah, all I'm trying to say is that's not what you are intending to do over here. What you're intending over here is very straightforward. You're always looking for going and making your existing prototype better by going and testing. All you do is here, you get only one chance. You don't do multiple rounds of testing over here. You do only one thing because you're just learning about it. That's it. We don't do multiple rounds of testing. we done. That's what is the scope of the project. And we are done when we close and go forward. That's it. Right? So don't think in terms of were they happy? Were they not happy? No, that's not the point. You're just collecting data. Right? If you're collecting data, how much will you consider the feedback? How much will you not is all left to you. You're like, oh, if, if I don't consider Abhirami's point, she will get hurt what to do. No, doesn't matter. Right? The same thing happens in your uh, when you're working also tomorrow. There's some stakeholder who gives this feedback and then like, oh, if I don't act on their feedback, they'll feel bad. Then what will I do? It's fine. As long as you have a reason why you didn't pick it, that's it. It's done. right? They'll put a hard argument on you. Like, oh, I, I, I thought I told this feedback. No, why didn't you act on it? And then give your own reasoning about why you didn't act on it. That's it. Straightforward. Right. We can, we can put it on in our future scope also. Right. Absolutely. That's what you have to do. Write it in the future scope. These are the 20 problems out of which I'm solving only two because of these reasons remaining eight. Yes. If I have time in the future, if this project can be taken forward, this is what I will do. That's it. That's what will happen. Right. That's what happens in future scope because no project really ends, right? The design process never ends. There's always an iteration. So we cannot leave our project by saying that there is nothing to be done in the future. I've done everything. Now it's the most happiest ending climax which can, can have all you know, which is possibly ever possible for this story. No, it's not possible, right? There's always iteration. Right? So note that there is note this point that there is always going to be iterations, and therefore I will put that in future scope. It's a very, very important thing for all your projects, not just this project.
1: Yeah. <laughs>